coming straight from the cockpit. It's another episode of Lunatic Fringe with the fucking pilot. Ready, set, go. All right, back in the can for another edition of Lunatic Fringe Into the Void. I keep saying they're special editions, but they are all special editions. This one... This one's going to be pretty funny, though. So I've got a recurring uh, a co-host uh, sitting back in the can with me. So say hello. Hello. How's everybody doing today? Yeah, yeah and you are? Uh, I am David Junior Ludwig. I've been on Ju- here a few times, just known as Junior. Junior's back in the can. And we got a special guest. Yes, yes, we do. So actually, I'm going to leave this one up to you to give the standard question. Um, instead, of, Let's just, just jump right into it. So, so go right uh, ahead. Who the fuck are you and what do you do? <laughs> I'm Junior's mom. <laughs> oh, Lord. Hi, uh, Mommy. We got Mama. Hi, baby. Yeah. How's my Mama Bear today? So we we decided that we wanted to, Junior and I were talking about it, and we always thought that it would be kind of funny to have uh, the kids or the parents of, of active jumpers on, and we figured uh, if we're going to talk shit like that, we might as well be brave and start with our own. So we're starting with you first. But, so... Bonnie, um, yeah. you have a you have an interesting son. We're going to talk a lot about Junior. Okay, <laughs> but we want it from a mom's perspective because uh, I've always found it very uh, um, interesting to talk to people that aren't actively in the sport that have to deal with us maniacs that are actively in the sport. So I figured we'd uh, uh, we'd get started just by asking you how weird of a kid was he? He was a actually a great kid but he did everything that was dangerous so he was he was kind of sketchy from the beginning oh yeah i had good role models is that it yeah for sure he skied with the ski patrol when he was very little i didn't even ski uh he's water skied snow skied he did it all except the demolition derby because my car wasn't available. Uh, <laughs> yeah, why don't you, why don't you tell tell that story with the the demolition derby? That, that's kind of how uh, that was yours and dad's first date, wasn't it? Yes, well, unbelievable. Wait. Your first date with Junior's dad was a demolition derby. Yes, that, and he took his father's car. My dad was in and the demolition almost derby. won. <laughs> wait, he took his own car in the demolition derby. No, he took his dad's car in the demolition Good for derby. Him. All right. <laughs> Not really. This already makes a lot of sense. All right. So wait, but that so how was that your first date? So what he took you and said, Hey, stand over here and watch me trash my dad's car? No, he said, uh, we're going out uh, he asked me out on a date. I said yes. And that's where he took me. And he said, I'm going to leave you with some a friend of mine. I have to do something here. And the thing he did was he was in a demolition derby. What can I say? That's kinda, and he came in second. That's kind of awesome. Yeah, he only came in second because the engine dropped out of the bottom of the car. That's right. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. No, this is kind of making sense. So so uh, a lot of the stuff that Junior gets, it runs in the family. Absolutely. Oh, on his father's side, not on his mom's. Well, now wait a second, because uh, if you if you listen to Junior tell the story, you're pretty daring in your own way as well. You might not be crashing cars, but I mean, he says you were a a dancer and doing all kinds of other stuff. 
Well, that was when I was young. I was on Broadway. I did a number of shows. I worked with uh, Cass Elliott in uh, How to Succeed in Business. Wow. On the, that was on the road. I, I did. I followed my dream. That's cool. Well, so, so yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of both sides of it then. If he got the risk-taking from dad's side, but he got the, the chasing your dreams from mom, that's a pretty cool mix. Yes, and that's why I couldn't say to him, don't do it. Well, that's fair enough. Well, now, both he and, and dad started jumping at the same time, though, right? Because <laughs> Junior and I talked about this on the very first podcast we ever did for this. And I'll tell you, it's a pretty intense story. Yes. Uh, his his dad, David, was in college at the time, hmm. and his fraternity was going skydiving. And when it was David's turn, he was too lightweight, so they made him stay in the plane, and they didn't let him jump. Yeah, there's a massive and he coming through. Uh. He happened to mention to his dad that he was going to do this, and his dad said, not without me. Wow. And that's how my life began. I mean, so how did you, how, how do you deal with that when, when they come home and your husband and son have decided that they're going to go start jumping out of airplanes? I said I would prefer not, but <laughs> do what you want to do. I never said no to his dad. Wow. So well, I was frightened, I'll tell you. So now, how was it? I mean, they they go out and they do the one <laughs> jump, and most people just stop with one jump. Most, uh, but clearly these two were not most. So they keep skydiving, and at some point, I should say, at what point did you realize that you didn't have just one but two skydivers on your hands? Uh, after the first jump, really, and they said we've got to keep doing this. This is such an awesome high, and I went, oh my god. <laughs> now, have you jumped? <laughs> yes, and I'm glad I did. Um, it was with my husband and David. I would only skydive, do a tandem with David. And um, I was able to touch my husband's hand in the air. It was awesome. That had to be it pretty cool. It was awesome. Now, and he, my husband was happy. So Yeah, Dad, Dad was going from ear to ear on that one. Well, he had to be. Yeah, for sure. He had to be. So, I mean, it, it sounds like, especially if your first date was him taking you to a demolition derby, you obviously knew what you were getting yourself into. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the the backstory with them is, I mean, my dad and my uncle were my dad and my uncle were best friends. So that's actually how he met my mom. Okay. So they worked together. They they were best friends, and uh, my dad didn't even know that my uncle had a sister. Didn't even know my mom was around, and then. He was over visiting um, my grandmother's house, and he hears these super heavy footsteps coming down the, the stairs. And he's like, Paul, I didn't know you had a, a brother. He goes, I don't. That's my sister. And my, my dad said his eyes got really big. He wasn't sure what he was going to see. And then all of a sudden, you know, 90 pounds, wet and wearing boots. My, my mom, good looking as she, she was, comes around the corner. And nice for him, he's, he'll tell you. It was love at first sight. Nice, nice. So well, it was a long courtship after that. <laughs> which which started with the Demolition Derby. Which started with the Demolition Derby. Ay, 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 ay. Well, now, so the whole, the, the whole skydiving thing starts, and they jump together quite a lot, yeah? Yeah, we, 
Dr. Yes. Uh, almost 600 jumps together. 600 jumps. Almost 600 before he passed away. All right. So, and I've always wanted to ask this, and I've I've kind of asked my mom, but of course she's my mom, so I think she's she's um, being gentle with me around the edges. But was it one of those things where eventually you got used to the fact that your husband and your son were both going to heave themselves out of airplanes, or were you worried every time that they went to go jump? I was happy for them. I was worried, but happy for them. I thought it would not. I never thought it would end the way it did. Well, see, uh, that, for my husband. Yeah, for sure. Now, I mean, and, and again, I talked to Junior um, at length on that very first podcast, and and I had known that his dad had passed away on a skydive. Uh, I didn't know the exact uh, circumstances behind it, um, but. I can't even begin to fathom that you've you've got to deal with the fact that you've you've lost your husband to a skydive, um, and your son keeps on jumping throughout the years, not just jumping but becoming like a hardcore professional and at the top of the sport. Is that bittersweet for you? In a way, it is. But I followed my dream. How could I stop him from following his? Wow, that's a pretty fu- <clears throat> fucking hell. That's hardcore. I mean, uh, that's amazing. That's that's absolutely incredible. But I can't imagine the the personal strength that that must have taken from you to lose your husband to a skydive and then have your son continue on. For the longest time, especially with me traveling, it would be a, a phone call every night. Good. At least in, in the beginning, like we'd finish jumping, and I'd give her a call, let her know everything. I had to know he was alive. And then over the over the years, it's it's we don't have to talk every day. Every every other day, every third day is okay, kind of thing. She doesn't she doesn't worry so much every day if I, especially with the time difference. Sure. Um, depending upon where I am in the world at the time. Right. Uh, if I'm if I'm you know wherever whatever country I happen to be in jumping right or competing in it's 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 changed a little bit but as long as I check in with her every few days she's pretty good about it well now so he, he, he again he's managed to kind of hit the top of the pyramid in a lot of respects in the sport and done some amazing things in the sport but he also breaks himself every once in a while so do you give him shit for hurting himself I'm watching him here nursing a bad shoulder as we speak <laughs> oh yes I do <laughs> Good. Tell, tell him. Uh, tell him the story about the first time you knew I hurt myself skydiving. Oh my God! We were in Michigan at Skydive Tecumseh, and um, I went to a party with them because my husband wanted me to go. And mm. a good marriage is, you know, the, the season, you do what... season-ending party. Oh God. Yeah, and you do things that you don't want to do, but because your mate does, you go. And um, my son received an award the for crutch. living through the worst accident ever. Uh oh! At skydive to come see. It was the it was the worst landing of the year. I thought I was so, going to pass out. Every year at the uh, at the end of the season, they would give a, you know give out different awards. Uh, the Helen Keller Award for the worst spot. Uh, the Golden Crush <laughs> for the worst landing. Nice. And uh, it was the only time I've I've hurt myself swooping. And uh, I got the Golden Crutch Award, and the, the the look on my mother's face when I was up there receiving the award was priceless. I can imagine. And then the, the, sma- the smack, the smack, the smack. I watched her smack my dad, and then she smacked me in the back of the head when I walked over as well. Awesome, good for you. Well, <laughs> I mean, how quickly into the into their time in skydiving did you realize how truly fucked up a sense of humor most skydivers have? 
Oh, it wasn't long. It was that skydive to come see. <laughs> That's when he started. But they were around. I thought, oh, my God, I can't believe they're with these people. Yeah, but it wasn't much different but, than the skate house and, and the, the sense of humor you, you guys had as well. Like, well, that's true. But skydivers and, and skiers are very similar in that aspect. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I mean, if, uh, 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 I'd say a relatively large number of skiers decide to kiss trees, so shit happens. It definitely does. Oh, but they don't they don't seem to light their friend's shirt on fire and then throw ice cold water or hang a bear trap from a ceiling and see who could put touch the button to make it go off without getting their hand caught. Where where the fuck was this? <laughs> this was the ski house. We used to, ski we used house. to go to up in Vermont when I was Oh, this up. is Bonnie, this is the shit you used to Oh my god. I was there. I didn't do it. His you... father did it. Were, were you on the back of the snowmobile? I was in the back of the snowmobile. <laughs> All right, so tell me this story. What's the what's the well, what happened on the back of the snowmobile? We got to the end of a a cliff, and there was another cliff on the other side, and everybody backed up, and they were going to go around to go to the other side. But my husband said, "I bet." If we get a real good start, we could go from one end to the other. It's not that big. Oh. And I'm looking down that hole and I'm saying, you're crazy. He said, are you with me? I said, I'll be with you. And uh, we didn't make it. Of course not. Of course not. <laughs> but uh, it was fun trying to get the snowmobile sort of working again. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, that tells me an awful lot about you as well, because you didn't get off the snowmobile. She's a ride-or-die woman. Right? That's some <laughs> hardcore shit right there. So, Well, I... Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, you're pretty damn hardcore yourself. I... No. It was love. <laughs> it was love. <laughs> the stupid I wouldn't things go you do skiing. I wouldn't ski because I was afraid I'd break something, and then I did something this stupid, and my brother said I wouldn't have even done that. He said, you're crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fair enough, fair enough. But that, that crew, um, growing up around that crew was, was something that, that I found for myself in skydiving, which is kind of nice, like having the, the camaraderie and the, the friendship that they all shared um, at the ski house and watching them all do stupid stuff and – and kind of like the the closeness and the friendships. Sure. That's kind of what that's kind of what I, what I found in skydiving. That's kind of why I've, I've stuck stuck with it for so long. Now this this ski house was uh, what family and close friends. Yeah, family and close friends. Okay. All right. I, was, I was from what I know, I was the only kid that was actually allowed up there. They didn't allow kids to come up there on the weekends. But is that right? Well, they loved David. He was the only one. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's very cool. Well, now, so yeah. as he's continued on in his, his skydiving career and especially pushing into the hardcore canopy piloting stuff, uh, do you tune in when he's doing these uh, competitions when you have the opportunity? Are you following all that stuff? Oh, yes. When he tells me after the fact what he did um, <laughs> and then gets me, sends me a video, I can see how insane he is. Sure. Yep. Well, it's always better to ask forgiveness than permission, especially when it comes to moms. Yeah. She's, <laughs> the, one, the one thing that she's never had the opportunity to do is actually come out and watch me compete. She's oh. come out to the drop zone. She's seen me swoop. She's seen me jump. She's jumped with me, but she's never actually been able to attend a competition that I've been at. Sure. Just because sure. of 
geography more than anything. Well, yeah, competitions are all around the world, so for yeah. sure. That's that's very cool, though. I mean, that you're able to keep track and everything. But uh, I suppose I I kind of kept the same thing with my mom as well. I would tell her after I had done something stupid, <laughs> so that she knew I was not dead. <laughs> so, you know, so whatever I was telling her wasn't fatal. Uh, I managed to to pull through it. But uh, like Junior, I've broken myself once or twice, and uh, um, my mom tends to have very little th- sympathy for the pain that I have to endure when it's self-inflicted. So when Junior screws himself up, which he's done more than once, are you are you the, the um, I'm going to bring him a bowl of soup and tuck a pillow behind your head? Or no, are you like, no, look, no, no, you no. fucking little moron, why did you do this? What, what do you tell me all the time? God doesn't know your illness. Take care of it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I told you, I have a pretty cool mom. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Deal with this shit yourself, you idiot. You did this. <laughs> That's right. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, so uh, you, you said you did make a jump and you had the opportunity to, to jump with your husband and your son at the time twice, I guess? Yes. And that was just before he passed away. Wow. It made my husband so happy. I mean, I suppose from that perspective, especially knowing how happy it made him, I, I, I guess it's got to be kind of hard to be bitter about the fact that that's how he lost his life if it's something that he loved that much. I I don't regret letting him compete. I don't uh, or because he was he would compete also with pops. Right. Um, yeah. But um, no, I don't. I think it was better that he had passed than to be crippled for the rest of his life being the maniac he was. Mm. I mean, we we talked about it a bit, like with all the stupid things that he did to make it as long as he did. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I mean, I suppose that's that's kind of... It was amazing. That's kind of the mentality that I've got about myself, at least in younger (laughs) years, and a lot of my friends is I can't believe we've made it this long um, because I can look back and and I can't even count on all my fingers how many times I should have been dead. Uh, you know, had something gone just a little bit differently, and I'm lucky that I made it to the age that I am now, where um, at you know at most I'm risking a, a pulled muscle, and that's usually just trying to get out of bed. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't do the crazy stuff that uh, that young Junior here does, but he's still a couple of years younger than me, so just a couple. Well, at least at least he didn't go dancing. He wasn't a stripper. Let me put it like that. <laughs> so I'm very happy about that. Yeah. I think that would have bothered me a little bit you more. Think, you see, see, that's, yeah. where, that's where you and my mom are very different because the stripper thing didn't phase her at all. But I don't know that she's that great with some of the, the <laughs> physically dangerous stuff that I've done. So that's kind of funny. Because, <laughs> and we'll be uh, we'll be actually talking to my mom as well, uh, just to to keep things fair, uh, so we're not just picking on Junior. And and I guarantee he's going to ask her more than a few questions about that. So, <laughs> oh, absolutely, there's, there's no doubt about that. But yeah, you're right. Junior was not a stripper in his younger years, for sure. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't for no. the lack of trying. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> So now, um, well, he did. He did do a, a very cute dance just before the surgery. Oh, what was this? Last surgery. <laughs> what was this? You were oh, your little happy I, dance. I, yeah, apparently I was doing a happy dance little, once I had the. He's uh, not so happy now. Yeah. So actually, let's let's catch people up because um, I don't think they realize you've how many surgeries is this for you now? Four. 
Okay, four, and this is your second one on this shoulder? Uh, first one on this shoulder. I got I injured the shoulder about four years ago, um, working, um, doing, a, doing a work jump um, when I was still on the uh, Scott of Dubai swoop team out in Dubai. That was a canopy collapse, yeah? That was a canopy collapse doing some XRW uh, for photos and videos for whatever they wanted photos and videos for. I remember hearing something about that. Yeah, and then... Um, Two years ago, um, I had the shoulder, the, my other shoulder surgery that I needed from from just beating it up, doing all the AFF instructor training and stuff, mm. and probably a lot of drugs and sure a rough life on it all together. And then this time was was uh, the other the same shoulder that I injured the first time four years ago was also done from from work for just beating it up. Sure, um, doing a doing an instructor course. Um, doing some spin stop training and one of the students was a little bit too aggressive and kind of came in for a spin stop and I felt something kind of pop a little bit but it wasn't too bad you know as like most skydivers I forget that you know I'm actually a skydiver that has medical insurance so I just kind of did the normal skydiver thing and waited a little bit sure sure started getting worse and worse and then um, I felt a pop um, just before we shut down for COVID Oof! I felt a, a pop on on one of my jumps. A student came in and docked me a little bit too hard, and that's that. That was that. Yep. Well, and and uh, shoulders especially are are real weak points for skydivers, especially those of us that have been chucking drugs forever and and doing all this silly yeah. shit. This so. is my non-drug side, though. This is my left one this time, and it's just uh, I wouldn't wish rotator cuff surgery on. On my worst enemy. Oh, I know. I'm <laughs> I'm two in two rotator cuffs, uh, staring down a third. So I'm right there with you. Yeah. So Bonnie, oh, it's God. not it's not just him. I've done it to myself too. Well, I knew he was a little bit different than the average child when we went to the hospital when he was young. He was quite young, and he had caught his finger in the door. And by the time the doctor came in to see him. He tried to drill a hole to let the blood out. Well, the blood had already dried. And David said, turned to me and said, forget this. I'll take it, take care of it myself, which he did. And fortunately, I didn't see what he did, but he was able to get the blood out. And he, oh gosh, how old were you, Dave? I don't know. I was junior high, maybe. What'd you, no, so would you, you smash your finger that. and you had to get the blood out of a so fingernail? We had one of the old Dodge Caravans with a sliding door. So we hopped out, and uh, my best friend, Rob, uh, that I grew up with, he's like my brother, uh, we hopped out. He shut the door, and I reached, went to go reach back in and didn't realize the door was shutting until I noticed it was shutting. And by the time I tried to pull my hand out, I got all four fingers of my one hand stuck oh. in the sliding door. So it uh, it didn't break anything, but it I definitely had that black and blue finger. And I mean, I was, I was young. I was probably, sure I don't know, 12. Ouch! Yeah, yeah. And, and the doctor couldn't couldn't get it to do it, so I went home and I mean I watched my dad do it a, a oh, yeah. times. Oh yeah, no, I had to have a fingernail drilled once to get all the blood out from pressure and stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean it sounds like he was just as prone to injury as I have been, but I, I think I'm more surgeries in than you are. Yeah, you're more surgeries than, than yeah, I. Yeah, because sure. I'll be I've done I've had ten surgeries. I'm staring at number eleven. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. I've, been, yeah. I've been really lucky with that. I haven't knock on wood. I haven't uh, I haven't needed surgery. I mean, well, you're how old now? <laughs> about, Older about than to, Jerry. yeah, about to be uh, four, 42. Almost forty-two. <laughs> Holy yeah, forty-two. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, so he's got a, a few years to catch up with me, Bonnie, because I'm I just turned fifty-one, um, and uh, I've had two surgeries in the last 
five or six years. So, yeah, two or three surgeries. So, yeah, he could catch up still. <laughs> I, I'm going to try not to. Don't. I'm going to definitely try not to. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, um, <laughs> Gee, I'm so glad you told me that. <laughs> <laughs> so now a couple years, uh, a couple years back, he started dating this really tall chick. Uh, and then eventually got married, and she jumps out of airplanes too. So is, does that piss you off that he went and married a fucking skydiver as well? Nope. <laughs> I always said, follow your heart, you know? One of them eventually will be very wealthy. I don't know which one. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I, you are, you, I swear I think you're probably the most tolerant woman I've, I've ever spoken to. And this is that's a lot. I mean, she's she's only uh, what are you now? Four foot ten and shrinking. Four foot eleven. Yeah, I'm the incredible shrinking woman. Mm. I'm right now. I'm about four foot nine and a half. Nice. And don't forget that half. So so uh, Nicole, you know, six foot tall. She jokes around. She's like, man, I would not mess with your mom. Your mom maybe uh, maybe a small statue, but man, she is feisty and she just doesn't give a fuck. She will she will cut you in a heartbeat if you so, mess with her son. Did you ever did you ever beat the shit out of this guy? No. Did you ever want to beat the shit out of this guy? I want to uh, hear. His, I want to hear the story oh, yes. where you just wanted to punch did him in I the face. Him? No, his father did most of the stuff. I I don't remember if I ever hit him. I, I'm I pretty sure there was so. a, an incident with you breaking a spoon over my backside. Oh, that got me so upset. <laughs> what, breaking the spoon? <laughs> yeah, my yeah, she broke a perfectly good me, spoon. If you're going to smack him, don't use your hand. You'll hurt your hand. Use a wooden spoon. And I bought a very cheap wooden spoon, and I hit him on the backside with it. And the spoon broke, and I got hysterical, crying. <laughs> and I was laughing. Oh, apparently. I hit my baby with something. So but. I had uh, um, one of my cousins was a real asshole and bought my mom a wooden cutting board to use as a paddle on me. <laughs> and, oh, my God. And even carved my name in the paddle. And my mom was not – she's not a violent woman. Uh, and wasn't prone to beating me, but I must have done something that really pissed her off because she grabbed this paddle, put me over her knee, and started wailing on me. But I got the last laugh because she broke the paddle, and it splintered and cut the hell out of her hand. So she was bleeding all over the place, and I'm like, well, that didn't work out the way you thought it was going to, did it? <laughs> so it's a very similar story. See, my mom had well, his, my mom had the fear of God in me, and that was called my father. Uh, my right. father was a yep. was a big big man, very strong, and all she would look at me and say is, "I'm going to tell your father when he wakes up." Oh, was it the wait till your father gets home kind of no, thing? No, no, no. My dad was home. He was, he worked night shift. Ah, oh. so my whole almost my that's whole why life we he worked had night a good shift. Marriage. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, so so that's actually similar to my mom's upbringing. My grandfather was a steel mill worker, and he worked nights and slept all day. So the kids had to be super quiet during the day. Like the last thing in the world you wanted to do was wake up dad. So was that? How it was. It was very similar. But I mean, yes. we, we grew up in a different time as well, though. Yeah. You and I grew up in the time of it's sunny outside. Get the fuck out of the house. Yeah. Go play. Yeah. Well, we were in that golden era, that that, that nice time when you could go out and play. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you yeah. go out and play, and you'd come in, you'd come home when the when the lights came on, the street lights came on. <laughs> yeah. Or in my case, if I if I wasn't home by that time, I'd get the whistle, the very distinct dad whistle that you could hear halfway <laughs> around the the block. And if you got the first whistle, everything was okay. You get the second whistle, you had about five minutes. 
God forbid there was ever a third whistle. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Same, same. But uh, did you did David ever tell you about how he learned what hot was, or how he learned not to lie? <laughs> no, but I want to know. His father took his. He went to the stove and was touching the stove. He was little, and he went to put his hand on it. And his father grabbed him up and said, you want to know what hot is? Let me show you. And he turned on the flame, and I thought I would die. I thought his father was going to put his hand on the, in the stove or on the stove with the flame on. That was how he learned not to touch the stove. So apparently he put but my hand just, just close enough that lie. I felt how hot it was, and I went, ouch. And he's like, yeah, that's hot. Don't touch that. Uh, that's good. <laughs> But the other time was when uh, he learned not to lie because he lied to his dad and his dad picked him up and threw him across the room onto the couch. And there was a huge picture window. And I said, you effing lunatic. He could have gone through the window. He says, no, I know where I'm throwing my kid. (laughs) (laughs) You know. So again, that's the luck of the age that uh, you were growing up in because you couldn't get away with that shit now. (laughs) No. Oh, no. No, absolutely not. You can't even spank a child now. Oh, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that because there's some kids out there that need a good beating now and then. (laughs) I would say about 95% of them out there need a good beating. Oh, no. I agree with David. (laughs) Oh, no. All right. So uh, I want to ask advice to moms and dads out there that might be listening that a young skydiver can let their parents sit down and listen to this podcast. What advice do you give to a mom that's just had a son or daughter come home and go, I want to start jumping out of an airplane? What do you want to say to that parent? (laughs) Don't. (laughs) Don't let them take the first jump. Don't. Lock that fucking kid in the closet. If I could have gone against my husband, not that I was was never afraid of him. I just wanted to have a good marriage. Sure. So if I was able to go against him, I would have stopped it in the very beginning. I mean, you did. You you can't stop something they love. Well, yeah. You know. Ay, ay, ay. I mean, I suppose that's that's the thing. Well, so it's too late, though. They've made that first jump. What advice do you give to that mom that's like, all right, fuck, I got to cope with this? How did you handle the stress both before your husband passed away and after? Uh, how did you personally cope with it? Even when you talk to him, I mean, those nerves don't necessarily go away. Uh, so how? what advice do you give to that mom that's like, fuck, how do I cope with this because I can't keep this kid from jumping out of airplanes? If you love your child, you let him do what he wants to do long as he doesn't hurt somebody else. And after my son, my husband died, I had hoped he would walk away from it. And all he said to me was, I feel closer to dad up in the air. And how do you say no to something like that? Yeah, for sure. So I would... Let them try it, but double check that you have somebody as good as David to do the first tandem. Sure, and teach him right. Because, right, because David is very safety conscious, and it's very important that people he works with 
don't get hurt. Sure. No. Like he said, it's a family. Absolutely. No, and it very much is, and, and that's been the recurring theme of this podcast over and over again is the one thing that draws people into the sport, almost if not even more than the jumping, is the community of it all. Um, and it's the extended community as well, because I talk to lots of people that have significant others that are in the sport that don't jump, but they understand it enough to go, okay, you know, be safe. Yes, that's all you can do. Yeah. When my mom let me leave at 16, my mom and dad, um, and I left home at 16 for the to be in the theater, to, they said, we taught you what's right and wrong. To go hit Broadway. And yeah. How was Broadway? And awesome. It had to be. It, to, ha to be. To be able to get paid doing what you love is why I let David, well, not that I could stop him at this point, <laughs> but that's why I let him do the skydiving. That's good. Well, because he, he has no other talents. Yeah. <laughs> He's not qualified to do anything else anymore. I mean, He's... I've thought about porn a couple times, but no. I mean, honestly, at my Ow! age, it's just a lot of work. Right, right. Well, with your bad shoulders. <laughs> yeah, if you could glide there. <laughs> I think your mom just said you're a lousy leg. My wife would, uh, no, my wife would, would say quite the opposite. <laughs> he said, I think she just said you're lazy. Yeah, yeah. She wow. said I'm lazy in bed. Thanks, Mom. Wow. I don't know how you know this, no, but thanks. All right. <laughs> Little do you know, skydiving isn't how he screwed his shoulder up. Yeah. <laughs> was, uh, I can believe uh, <clears throat> that. It was, it was actually working on my, on my next career. <laughs> <laughs> I happen to know that is how he screwed it up. Uh, fair enough. But, fair. Um, well, the reason it's not healing yeah. is, is a different reason. Yeah, that's probably the reason why it's not healing yet. <laughs> Well, so as we're wrapping things up, is there any last piece of advice that you want to hand out to, again, parents or to skydivers? Anything that you can tell skydivers to stop doing to freak their moms out or um, to have them understand better why they're jumping out of airplanes? Like, what would you want to hear as a mom from a kid that jumps out of an airplane? What is it you need that makes you feel better? What David always told me that it's the most amazing feeling in the world. And I would tell mom, if they could stop them in the very beginning, go for it. If you can't, you have to live with it. Yeah, fair enough. And, and I'm very proud of my son and all his accomplishments. Oh, mom, you're going to Even if it is skydiving. Absolutely. Well, we're, we're all very proud of the little guy, too. <laughs> I'm getting all teary-eyed over here. Well, Bonnie, I'll tell you what, I cannot thank you enough for taking the time to sit down and talk to us. I know it was quite the adventure trying to get you back on Skype. <laughs> That's right, Ju not my generation. No, Junior told me before we even started the call, he's like, Mom is going to fuck this up. <laughs> and I did, royally. Fair enough, fair enough, but we knew going into it, so it's fine. It's all good. Well, it was so good talking to you, Dean. Well, thank you so Can much. Can I stay on and hear Mom? Um, we got to actually hang up with you and then call Mom, but I'll make sure both of you guys have the first listen to the podcast so you can tell us if we can let everybody else listen to it. <laughs> um, well, I was very good. I didn't say any of the really bad things. Right, Dave? Yeah, we'll save that for another one. Good yeah. job, Mama. No, yes. you did perfect. I was trying to get you to let loose, but we'll get you next time. We'll get you to talk some real shit. <laughs> it was good talking to you, Dean. Take care, Bonnie. I love you, Dave. Love you too, Mama Bear. Bye. Talk to you soon. All right, we'll talk to you soon.
Okay. All right. So we just finished talking to Bonnie. Yeah. That was fun. It was. Bonnie's cool. Bonnie sounds like uh, she's straight out of a Woody Allen movie. Um, pretty much. I mean, she was born and raised in Brooklyn, so. It's. I mean, she, uh, she's a pint-sized, you know, New Yorker. No, that was fun. Who the fuck are you? What do you do? I'm Junior's mom. <laughs> that was great, dude. That was great. Now, um, all right. So, yeah, it's it's going to start now. This is going to be. Yeah. I'm a little nervous. There's no reason to be nervous. Yeah. So uh, we got somebody else on the phone. Yeah. So uh, who the fuck are you and what do you do? <laughs> Hi, Mom. I'm Dean's mom. <laughs> You're Dean's mom. Yes. Oh, God. Hi, Mom. So our, so we woke you up. I know you're, you're uh, one cup of coffee in or getting one cup yes. of coffee in. All right. That's good. Yes. So we just had fun talking to Bonnie, uh, Junior's mom, about all the silly shit that he used to do. And so now it's your turn. Basically, we, we're just trying to talk to uh, parents of kids that do dumb things. Hey, <laughs> any embarrassing things you want to share about Dean, we would be more than happy <laughs> so, to hear and support. So um, to dive into it, how how did you feel when I started um, or when I decided that I was going to start jumping out of airplanes? I actually thought it was kind of exciting. Hmm. You had already done a lot of exciting things. And so um, I think after your childhood, nothing you did surprised me. <laughs> so <laughs> it sounds like we were cut from the same cloth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't so much after all the exciting things I did as a child. It was all the stupid things. Well, that too, but you, you know, all the motorcycles and all the rest of it, but you know, and it was, it was legal and it was moral and you were getting paid for it. Yeah. Fair enough. Moral and getting paid for it. <laughs> wait, wait, we'll go, we'll get into that in a minute. We'll get into that in a minute. Well, that's, I'm. we had actually talked before the podcast as well, uh, living through old memories and the fact that junior and I shared another unique memory was that our first legal drink um, for both of us was with our parents, but yeah. mine, not nearly for the most entertaining reason. It's because I ended up moving back in with you when I was 20 after a motorcycle accident in LA. Yep. You did certainly did. You ended up on my doorstep Yep, in Newcastle and, uh, <laughs> and you couldn't work and you just hung out for a while, Yep, got to know the neighbors upstairs. And then you did get the cast off. You got a job at a coffee place in Bellevue Square. Yeah. Yeah. And you rode your, you rode your bike up and down Nuka up the Coal Creek Parkway Bicycle. that steep hill so often yeah. that you you outgrew all your jeans cuz your thighs got so big. <laughs> yep. See, she was there for this. Yep, I had to ride back and forth and back and forth cuz my only transportation was a bicycle and wow. I ended up with these fucking thunder thighs from riding the hills in Seattle. Yep. And so. you gave up smoking because I wouldn't buy your cigarettes. Yep. See, look wow. at that. Wow, look at that. She that. wouldn't enable me. Well, although, <laughs> so actually, it's kind of funny because I want to talk about that. So I, I ended up back in Seattle, or I was living in Seattle with her, and I got a job. And and do you remember when I decided with my friend at the time, Mike, to piss off to Canada because we were going to go live in the woods? <laughs> yeah, you. Um got tired of living with me for one thing and it was probably mutual and you decided it would be a great idea to go live in the wild in Canada <laughs> I said yeah I, I knew it wasn't going to last long but I said okay fine it would give me a few weeks of respite so off you went and I was and supposed to 
I was supposed to be gone for months. Like we were going to be gone for ages yeah. and we fucking took like a hundred pounds of gear a piece and a rifle and all this yeah. ammunition and all this shit. And, and, uh, um, how long were you gone for? Um, you had visions of being Davy Crockett. Yes, absolutely. And uh, <laughs> so we, we flew to this place called Bella Coola in Canada, uh, which is out in the middle of nowhere and hiked to the head of a trail called the Mackenzie trail, which is this really famous hiking trail, kind of like the Pacific crest trail or something like that and set up camp. And I think we were there for two days before we hitchhiked <laughs> out. <laughs> and yeah, that, that, was, that was the trip where we hitchhiked all the way back from Canada, um, back to Seattle. That's I, I had told you, yeah. uh, junior, the story about the, the, um, border crossing guard that gave us a big bag of marijuana. <laughs> Yes. Yes, like yes. this is this is the the the, the cops you say, here have some weed have a nice day back in the states um and this is one where mom and i will disagree you're still going to disagree with me i know i got back to her place i got one cooked meal and then she drove me to the freeway and said have fun back in california <laughs> where i hitchhiked she still doesn't believe it she doesn't remember it we remember it differently she threw me the fuck out I don't that way at all you got into a tip with the neighbors upstairs i had had it and i finally said i am giving you a ride a bus ride back to sacramento and you're on your own no you dropped me off at the freeway <laughs> anyway we're not going to fight over that you probably deserved it oh i totally deserved it don't get me wrong and it was amazing because i hitchhiked all the way back to california from from basically from canada but it gotcha. was back it when was hitchhiking was safe yes yes absolutely so I start jumping out of airplanes, and you thought it was kind of cool because I was an idiot as a kid. Well, you started with the indoor skydiving first, and you loved that. Yeah, yeah, I and definitely. They, and they told you that, yeah, that's it's as close as you're going to come to the real thing. And of course, then you had to try the real thing. Of course, which I actually got you to do as well. Yes, I'm actually it was quite a while. I get to brag on her for this one. So she came out to do a jump. We're jumping a 206, and uh, uh, she was jumping with one of the instructors. I'm shooting her video as I wasn't a tandem instructor at the time. I was still pretty young oh, on the sport. Oh, no. And we end up on jump run, and I climb out of the plane. I'm hanging off the strut, and unbeknownst to me, her leg is trapped in the seatbelt. They're all the way out of the plane except for her leg. She manages to get the instructor's attention so that he realizes she's stuck to the plane. Oh, they Jesus. had to climb back in. We had to do a go around, unattach her leg from the seatbelt, and then do it again. She still jumped. Awesome. Because she's a badass. Yeah, that's, that is pretty badass. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, though. Both our moms have jumped. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, who else in the family has jumped? So you've jumped. Um, my brother-in-law, Jeff, has jumped. My nephew, Zach, He's has ju jumped. My dad's jumped. He's jumped. A few times, yeah. Yes, yes, absolutely. And, and Bailey. Yep, and my daughter's jumped multiple times now. So, yes, I've, mm -hmm. I've, I've gotten a number of people to make the jumps. So, And I, I have a bunch of cousins in Illinois that would do it, too, if they ever had the chance. Mm. How did you like it? Would you do it again? No. It was <laughs> exciting. It was. I loved it when people said, were you scared? And I said, well, duh. I jumped on <laughs> the plane. Yes, I was scared. Um, I just didn't see the need to do it more than once. <laughs> yeah. One of those things that you did it, you made him happy. And then, well, I was a nervous wreck too, because I'm throwing my mom out of an airplane. So, you know, I well, didn't want her to jump more than once. It's great bragging rights. I worked in a hospital at the time and the, the doctors used to think you went skydiving. Yes, I did. <laughs> the fucked up part about it was I shot the video in stills and every single picture is uh, out of focus because I set the camera wrong. 
Oh, you monkey. Yes. I I still have the video. Yeah. Well, at least one thing worked. Yeah. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. For sure. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, uh, I mean, obviously, he, he grew up. He was doing crazy stuff. You, you watched him start skydiving. Um, how was it for, for you as, as a mom seeing that kind of stuff? Like, is there any advice you'd give to other moms out there that are kind of doing the same, going through the same De- thing? Dealing with kids that are doing stupid shit? You, you almost have to have had a child who did stupid shit as a kid because it just gets you ready for the bigger stupid stuff when they get older. (laughs) I don't, I mean, fair enough. I mean, I mean, well, it's not like I had a lack of, of, uh, silliness growing up or professions or anything like that. So, I mean, profession wise, I mean, you definitely, uh, you've definitely had some interesting professions. Well, I mean, <laughs> she dealt with a lot. You, you were a, you were a Las Vegas stripper, and uh, yes. I I do know there's a story out there of mom coming to see you perform. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you? How did that actually happen? Because you were performing, and I wanted to see it. <laughs> was it uh was it was it embarrassing, or were you that that proud mom out there like, yeah, that's my boy, woo? <laughs> Not quite that much. It was a little of both, actually, but it was fun watching the women watching him. It was horrifying. It was horrifying for you. It was fucking horrifying. Your mom sitting in the crowd like, yeah, I made that. Yeah. (laughs) Enjoy, ladies. I made the mistake of telling the DJ and MC, who was obviously a coworker and a friend of mine, that my mom was coming that night. And he must have noticed either the way I was acting or maybe he saw her come in or something. Um, because when I got on stage to do my routine, he announced to the crowd that my mom was there and they lost their shit. It was, but no, it, wasn't, was... it, it wasn't only your mom though. No. Yeah. No. You didn't my... come alone. Did was... you mom? No, I dragged his sister along. She was not happy. <laughs> no. Because she's a teacher and she said, oh great. All I need is to be found in a strip club in Las Vegas. But, it had nothing to do um, with the fact that her brother was on stage performing. Well, no, I, my sister had been watching me doing stupid shit my whole life, so I think she, that was probably the least of it. I try and tell people, <laughs> well, and I'm, I'm sure you can back me up on this, that by the time I started skydiving for a living, it was more of a relief to you and dad than anything else. Actually, that's probably true. Like I said, it was, you know, legal and moral, and you got paid and you were dressed. <laughs> and you were dressed. And I like that. Dressed, yeah, yeah. I kept my pants on. <laughs> Well, you were one of the few people in the family that knew what I did for a living for quite some time. What did you tell everybody I know. I didn't tell everybody else. Because I was more tolerant than a lot of the members of the family. Yeah. So when the other members of the family were asking, so what's what's Dean up to these days? What would you tell them? They didn't ask. (laughs) They didn't ask. And I don't, yeah, I don't remember what I would have mumbled something, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was, it was, yeah, it was. Oh, what he's it was. working in a nightclub in Vegas. Right. Do, do you remember when your grandmother took you to one of your stripping telegram? Oh, things? she took me to lots of my telegrams. Did she know she was taking you? Yeah, telegram? yeah. Oh. Yeah. And the, the short and sweet of it was I had this uh, um, piece of shit Fiat that I drove when I first started dancing for a living and I was doing telegrams and I crashed that car. So I didn't have a car to get to all these shows. But my grandmother was all about money. Do you have any vehicles that you haven't crashed? Motorcycles, car. Well, I've crashed motorcycles and stuff. But so yeah, I crashed this car and and uh, um but my my grandmother was all about money. So she was like, "All right, 
he's a fucking stripper, but he's making a good amount of money. So my grandmother for about a week drove me to every single one of my strip shows. And the funny part was she drove this old, uh, big, uh, Chevy Caprice that looked like a cop car with me in the passenger seat, half of the time dressed as a cop (laughs) as she's driving me around to strip shows, (laughs) which was, that's amazing. Yeah. It's an interesting family, Junior. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and that was shortly after she, the way that she found out that I was stripping for a living was I ended up getting hired to do a birthday telegram for the wife of a guy by the name of Willie Brown, who at the time was the speaker for the house in California. So like the highest fucking politician in the state of California at the time. And I ended up on the local news channel. No. So that's how she found out I was she a stripper. She found out watching the, watching the news. Yeah, because my grandmother was a very political woman, so she'd always watch the, the 11 o'clock news, and there's her her family name and my ass on the TV. Who who got the phone call on that one? I, I did. Oh, yeah, the yeah. next day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, I, I, I was in Seattle at the time, and I was out of it at that point. Yep. 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 Yeah, that was quite the, uh, that was quite the interesting time of it. So we had the yeah. chance to talk to uh, to Bonnie for a while, and and uh, I actually think I gave you a pretty easy time of it. Bonnie and and uh, Junior had a rough ride. Um, Junior started skydiving with his dad um, for how many years? Uh, we we skydived together for four years, maybe four or five years. Yeah, so they jumped together for four quite years. some. You did like six hundred jumps together, almost six hundred skydives yeah. together. Yeah, and his father wow. his father actually passed away on a jump. Ouch. Yeah, yeah. And oh, I Oh, Junior, wow. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a rough it was a rough hit for the family for sure. Oh, oh wow. Well, that's that was one of the things and this is the first time that I had a chance to talk to Bonnie, but uh um having known that before talking to her, I'm like this is one fucking tough woman. I mean, I put you through a fair amount of shit, there's no doubt about that, but I can't imagine <laughs> what that was like, especially considering Junior obviously went on to become a, a hardcore professional skydiver. You so, must have loved it. Oh, well, and that oh, was the thing sure. that she said. She's like he loves what he does. How am I going to say no? Wow. Right? That would well you either have to, you have to love what you do or it was in some way honoring your dad, but wow, yeah, no, you didn't give me that bad a time. No. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Which is good. I'm glad. So, um yeah. asking the the same thing that we asked Bonnie, so in talking to parents that have say kids that are just getting ready to start skydiving, some 20 something year old that decides he wants to go jump out of an airplane. What advice do you give to some mom out there whose kids just about to start doing something like this actively? Cause it's, I mean, let's face it. It's dangerous. Well, like I said, you have to raise a child who did a lot of stupid things as a kid. You get into her to it. They do stupid things when they get older and you're just used to it. Sure. Sure. Well, now what if you got a kid that didn't do anything stupid? What would you recommend to someone? How do you cope with, with, doing something like this? Cause obviously you learned a lot about the sport over the years and, and realized that yes, it's dangerous, but there's a lot of ways to mitigate it. I mean, would you recommend they go out and check it out and watch it or, or do a jump and see what well, it's like for themselves? Because you always made sure you were as safe as you could be under the circumstances. Mm. Yeah. For and sure. that helped because I knew you were being as safe as you could be and you weren't out, you know, doing dumb things that get skydivers killed. Well, that's what we all like, we all said, like to think that. Yeah, yeah, we we try for sure. Well, I've had, 
I've had a few close calls, but I'd say a lot of the more dangerous stuff I've ever done was on the ground for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, the motorcycle accidents and the car accidents and, yeah. you know. You spent a lot of time <laughs> in, in hospitals when, when he was younger, didn't you? Well, he never hurt himself bad enough to get into a hospital. He would do things even starting very young. He flew over. He was riding a bicycle full out. The pedal came off. He flew over the handlebars and ended up scraping half the skin off his body. Yeah. He's actually pointing at scars right now that he yep. still has from yep. that incident. <laughs> yeah. That one's that one's from the long tramp in the knee. Um, her and best... I remember he fell off. He came off a skateboard yep. and hurt himself. And I went to the drugstore and was stocking up on various first aid supplies. And the druggist asked me, has this accident happened or are you preparing? And I said, both. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then there was the time that my mom's best friend ran me over with a car. Wait, wait, what? Yeah. yeah that, was, that was Julie. She yep. only hit you. Um, <laughs> she fucking. And it was she, right. She launched right. me through the air. Now, granted, and it's funny because this is one of my first memories as a kid. How old, how old was I? You were in first grade. All right, so young. First grade, she hits me with the fucking car. I go launching through the air. I've got road rash all over my back and everything. But I remember laying on the couch. Cartoons are on the TV. And every five minutes, I'm asking her friend Julie to run back to the snack shack, which is where the baseball is played, <laughs> to get me more candy. I milked the shit out of that. Oh, you did. Fortunately, felt so bad. Oh, my God. Well, and you were the have. one who ran right in front of her car. Oh, oh, yeah. It was totally my fault. I ran out in between in two parked cars and, and she fucking thumped me. But how fucked up is that? That her best friend, it's her <laughs> kid, and you just fucking ran her, ran this kid over. I mean, come on. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, well, it's a rough it was one for sure. Also, open house at the school that night. Yeah. And we went. And the teacher said, Dean, what happened? And he said, I got hit by a car. And she kind of looked at me and I said, yes, he did. <laughs> and you were milking that too. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Of course. So, sweetheart, you started young. <laughs> well, and I did like telling stories. So it was always more fun when they were true. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I think we all like that. Yes. Yes. What, what was the, uh, the dumbest thing he did as a kid? Oh, my God. Um Geez, I'd have to think about that. Oh, one, I can, uh, I can tell you that. Uh, don't you remember the telephone call you got from me from Lake Tahoe? Well, that. How about the? How about having the cop show up with you at the door at one two o'clock in the morning because you went out joyriding with your friends and didn't know they had a stolen car? <laughs> yeah, there was that. There was that. There was the time that. So there uh, um, was the time you called me from Lake Tahoe and you had stolen my car and said, "Hey, mom, I'm in Lake Tahoe." <laughs> We we drove, so we're in Sacramento, and we drive all the way up to Lake Tahoe, which is about an hour and 15 minutes away, and I started feeling guilty. I got that, that mom vibe. I'm like, she fucking knows. I can feel it. She knows from an hour and 15 minutes away. So I'm like, I, I better call. So I call, and I just get this, where are you? Um, Get home right now. I'm in Tahoe. <laughs> it's going to be a little while. Oops. Yeah. I was an and asshole. And so I Yet again. Yep. Yeah. Oh, you were. I an was. Uh, well, oh, fuck off. 
Well, you used to go out your bedroom window on a regular basis. Yep. Well, but that was in a time frame. I mean, uh, we're, we're getting a little older. That was at a time yeah. when you could actually do that and be safe. I mean, I think probably as I'm, as I'm going out the window and doing stupid shit running around the neighborhood, you were more worried that I would damage something or hurt somebody else than exactly. the other way around. Yes. It was a different I remember time. When- I remember when the cop called at two o'clock in the morning and, and my first thought was not you'd been in an accident. It was like, Oh God, what's he done? <laughs> Oops. You never, got, you never got into any serious legal trouble. When you were 18, I breathed this high release because yep. we weren't responsible for you legally anymore. <laughs> That's, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> That's true though. It's totally true. But, but by then you were in the Navy, so. Yeah, oh, God. Yeah, yeah. So so uh, <laughs> one of the things we didn't cover on my side is I was actually at uh, 17 and a half, almost just turning 18. I was in the recruiter's office um, to become a Marine, actually, and my mom grabbed me by the ear and yanked me out. Uh, how was it for uh, you when he uh, when he signed those papers and, and decided he was did – he, did he talk to you about it first or did he tell you about it afterwards? No, he was given a choice at that point. He had gotten out of high school early. He was to go, and the deal was he was either going to get a job, stay in school, or join the service. And much to our shock, he decided to join the Navy. Yep. Do you remember why I joined the Navy? No, I don't. Because of that fucking movie Top Gun. (laughs) Fuck you, Tom Cruise. Goddamn (laughs) cocksucker Tom Cruise. It's because I was well, trying to bang my friend Eve, and she had a crush on Tom Cruise, and we went and saw Top Gun together. And my dumbass was like, "Well, I could join the Navy and go do that." Because at sixteen, I'd started flying planes. Yeah. So I'm like, "Well, I already know how to fly a plane. I can do that." And of course, my recruiter didn't bother to tell me that enlisted guys don't fly planes. Um, and I signed <laughs> up for a Sea College program, which was a short-term program, and and no. Um, um, no inactive duty or anything like that. And you just go in for three years and they do whatever the hell they want. But you still fill out this dream sheet of where you want to go. And I said I wanted to go to Miramar and Top Gun. And I'll be goddamned if I didn't get stationed at NAS Miramar at Top Gun and worked on F-14s. And it was fucking horrible. <laughs> Ask her, You'll remember, Mom, when you came to my graduation at boot camp, you got to see the plaque sure. for the Top Gun movie where... Do you remember where Tom Cruise tried to bang Kelly McGillis in the bathroom? Yeah. I had to polish that fucking plaque. Yes. <laughs> no, knowing that you would never fly airplanes for the Navy. Yes, 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 yes. And then, of course, I, re- da- I remember being on the USS Constitution and you showing me around. It was on Mother's Day. Yes, yes. And it was the politest you've ever been. Everybody was on that boat was under 20, I think, and extremely polite. Yes. And... Yeah. It's because you can go to jail for being rude. (laughs) Yes. Yep. No, it's funny because it was so damn long ago now to tell people that I was at at Top Gun and and, uh, um, helping do the starts and recoveries of of F-14, launches and recoveries of F-14s off the land anyway. Um, I think she's probably one of the few people left in the world that knows that that's actually not bullshit. (laughs) No, it's not one of the most dangerous positions there is do you remember your your friend adam uh yes from boot camp yes how the yes how does she tell moms remember all kinds of things i remember adam telling you dean you may be able to do it better but they don't care do it their way 
Huh, I don't remember that. I don't take advice like that. I've never listened to advice like that. (laughs) You did when you were in boot camp. You really told the line. I was impressed. I got through boot camp okay. Yeah, it was the rest of it I didn't do so great at. (laughs) You told told one of the guys just when when one of the drill instructors was yelling in your face, and he said, "Just he's just doing his job." Yeah. So you were very pragmatic about it. You knew you had to get through it, and you did. Hmm. You and did then, that your whole childhood. And then when got, you had to do it, you did it. Yeah, and then I got out of the military and joined uh, um, the uh, the wonderful profession of being a stripper. <laughs> it was literally military <laughs> slash stripper. <laughs> it, it was a change of pace. Yes, yes, no doubt about that. So before we wrap up, how's how's uh, things with the, the lockdown and all that going? You guys are lightened up out there now, yeah? Yeah, well, we had, we almost made phase two, and then some bright soul decided to open up a, a fish processing plant and bring in workers from out of state. And then we jumped from nine cases to over 200. So we are not quite into phase two yet. It's getting there. That's good. Um, well, and you're, you're on the Oregon coast in a kind of a small little town, yeah? So that, that, well, I mean, I can go walk on the beach because social distancing is no problem. And I'm basically an introvert. And so being home alone is not a problem. Not a bad thing. I got a little bit of that from you, but luckily I got this booth and, and people that'll come sit in a toilet and talk shit with me. It's a nice, (laughs) it's nice weather this time of year there too, isn't it? It's well, it's in the mid sixties now and it's been kind of foggy the last few days, but it's been in the nineties in the Valley. So I'd rather be here. Mid sixty sounds fucking it wonderful. Sounds amazing, doesn't it? Oh, and fog? Yeah, a little bit of rain here or there would be. I, I would run around and dance in it. Cold fog and a sea breeze. Yeah, I would take that. Yeah. I would. Take well, that. Your, your sister's your sister's here from Reno, where it's in the nineties, and so she thinks it's pretty good too. Yeah, I'd imagine. Yeah. I'd imagine. Well, uh, last advice you'll give to the mom of somebody that's just starting to jump out of airplanes and they didn't do stupid shit as a kid. How do you keep them calm? I don't think you can. <laughs> I, think, I think you have you have to build up a tolerance for this kind of thing. I honestly don't. I think they would just be nervous. But it also kind of depends on the mom. If she's the relaxed kind, you know, if she's one of these helicopter moms, she'd never make it. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. What, what about for a mom who finds out that their son is a stripper? She handled that real well. <laughs> like I said, he was getting paid for it and he was having <laughs> – and he wow. wasn't in jail and he wasn't on drugs. So what can I say? Well, I wasn't on drugs when I started stripping. <laughs> you, sound, you sound like a yeah. pretty cool mom, Nancy. She's heard all my stories. This is this woman had to proofread my book. So imagine your son's just sent you a story filled with all the stupid shit that I did in San Francisco and Talking all the about partying. Running, running outside of a house while on Adderall to try to catch a cat while naked. Uh, no, that was Ambien. Oh, yeah, yeah she, had to, Ambien. she had to read all of that stuff. <laughs> so imagine. So, yeah, I think she's probably pretty happy that I was just jumping out of airplanes. <laughs> well, well, with with Dean as, as a child and when he got to be a teenager, when the phone rang at 1 o'clock in the morning, I didn't even jump anymore. I just answered it. I, well, all right. Who is this and is he in trouble? Yeah. <laughs> Well, exactly. I actually got one of the greatest compliments ever from a childhood friend that you knew very well back in the day who said that they never worried about me because they always knew no matter what stupid shit I did, I was going to be okay. Yeah. 
So I guess I adopted that attitude too. What else are you going to do? Otherwise, I, you know, if I worried about you the way some mothers would, I would have been dead 20 years ago. <laughs> I love it. I, I think my mom would go hand in hand with that yeah, one. Yeah, I love it. Well, all right, then that's the advice for the moms out there. If you're used to your kid doing stupid shit, you'll be fine with them being a Scott ever. And if you're not, just take a deep breath and hang on for the ride. Pretty much, yes. Awesome. awesome. Mom, thank you so much for waking up and talking to us pre-coffee or or first cup of coffee. Yeah, it was awesome. Awesome getting to talk to you for a little while today. That's good. Well, thank you guys, and uh, take it easy and be careful skydiving. Love you. Try. I love you too. <laughs> bye. Bye bye. All right, fuck. That uh, was that. That was actually wasn't too bad. No, that was actually pretty painless. I mean, I I was expecting to get embarrassed way more. I was expecting your mom to embarrass you a lot more. No, your mom's super cool. She is super cool. Well, yours too. That was funny. Yeah. That was that was proper. That was a good giggle. It, 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 yeah, for sure. We so, we definitely need to do that again and get more of the more of the better stories out of them. Oh, I can't. Well, I know your mom's got a shitload of stories about you. My yeah, mom does about, about me. My, my mom's got stories about herself. My mom's been done some really cool shit in her life. Yeah, the whole fucking. I didn't know the whole the whole uh, Broadway thing. Yeah, she was a dancer on Broadway. So your mom and I one got a the, lot in common. One of the first women in the pits of Indianapolis Speedway, where she actually crashed a car before a race. What, what was this you were saying? Andretti's car or something? Uh, AJ Foyt. AJ, she crashed AJ Foyt's car. Well, luckily, it wasn't the one that he was racing, but she was <laughs> one of the first women allowed in the pits. I don't know how she how she did it. And it's yeah. That's awesome. My mom, my mom had a pretty cool life. That's awesome. That's No, I definitely want to hear more stories. I'm trying to talk her into doing memoirs. I want to, I want to get this like kind of like sealed on, on like paper and like voice recordings or something like that. Something for like posterity. To Hell know. yes. Hell yes. Well, dude, that was awesome. I had a really good time. I definitely want to get more parent stories, but uh, I, I thought it was a, a good idea to try and get their perspective on people that have been doing this for a long time now. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, both of them seem pretty okay with it but i i don't know if we need to find some people that weren't quite as crazy as we were as kids well you know i'd like to talk to um either parents or siblings or or close friends of people that have just started jumping or are relatively new to jumping and see how they're coping with it um because i suppose both your mom and mine we're both 20 plus years into the sport yeah and we're bent but not broken badly or dead uh, so we've, yeah, we've, we've survived it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I think we're past our really idiotic phases, not completely, but we're, we're, we're doing pretty good. So I would definitely like to talk to, we'll see, see if we can track down a mom that's, <laughs> we, there's, yeah, we'll find one for sure out there. If you're a mom out there <laughs> and your kids just started skydiving and somehow, and I apologize if you are, you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> send, send us a message send we me want, a message we want to get you on and talk to you yeah to the fucking pilot.net and let me know because i would love to hear what it's like to be a freaked out mom for a new skydiver <laughs> all right junior as always pleasure pleasure is online we'll do it again for sure all right once again another edition of lunatic fringe into the void in the can that was a fun one with moms no less Moms. So uh, this one was, as always, brought to you by the greatest magazine in the known universe, Blue Skies Mag. Head to blueskiesmag.com where you can subscribe to the magazine. You can get all kinds of back issues. You can get to all the cool swag. You can also submit your photos and your article ideas. Also, Liquid Sky. Liquid Sky not only builds some badass suits, but they're doing Liquid Sky masks as well. So... Yeah, man. So go to liquidskymask.com. Check that out. Order your mask. For every one that you buy, they're going to donate one, which is amazing. Also, Selwyn Facey. 
If you don't know who Selwyn Facey is, then you've not been paying attention to a lot of the shit that goes on in wind tunnels. But Selwyn, unfortunately, managed to have himself a pretty damn good accident, and he need your help. So I want you to head to the fucking pilot.net where you're going to find a link for Selwyn Facey's GoFundMe page to help him support his wife and kid while he's healing. It's going to be a long road. So please get out there, help him out. As always, I am the fucking pilot. You're going to find me at the fucking pilot.net where you can get both of the books that I've written, uh, the Blue Skies Mag book, as well as the Accidental Stripper, both in print and digital. And holy shit, I'm almost finished with the audiobook for the Accidental Stripper. When that comes out, you are most certainly going to know. So thanks. We'll see you next time.